0: Welcome to the Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Palazzo, and today we have our very first Skype guest, Izzy. Izzy is coming to us from Hamburg, and she is here in Germany on a year-long exchange. She tells us all about how she found the exchange, how it came to happen, what the program looks like. Um, and Her program is actually funded uh, through a joint partnership between the U.S. government and the German government, It's super fascinating and I always love hearing about these things that our government does for us that we might not even know about because it doesn't personally affect us or it's stuff that happens in the background. You know, I always find those moments so cool and this is for sure one of them. So then we sort of get into talking about more of the emotional journey she's been going through, so of course it's far more typical to go straight into college and figure out what you want from life while you're there. Um, So Izzy's going through a lot of these growing up moments in a foreign country, which has its own challenges but also its own benefits. So one of the things we talk about early on is you know, finding out if you're more of a country girl or a city girl, and for Izzy, finding that out involved a lot of pretty tense situations that she had to learn how to navigate. At one point in this episode, we get interrupted by the ice-cream Bear. So I'll just put that out there. (laughs) And then towards the end, we get to talking about one of the toughest and most honest and raw conversations that we've had on the show so far. It centers around this moment where Izzy had to tell her mom no when her mom offered to come see her in Germany. Oh man, it is such a tough call to make when you're living abroad. Of course you miss your family and of course you miss your friends and you would love to see them as much as is possible, but but sometimes these connections to back home actually take you out of your life that you're trying to build here in this foreign country. But what a tough call to make. And Izzy, of course, handled it with poise and insight that I think you'll come to find is quite normal for her. She's truly a remarkable lady. Um, one more thing, we did record this around Easter, so there are a couple references to springtime or Eastery things. Um, don't be don't be too thrown off by that. And towards the end, we get a quick update on where Izzy is now. But for now, let's rewind to last summer when Izzy's journey abroad began.
1: I'm Izzy. Thanks, Nicole, for having me. Um, yeah, so I am a 2017-2018 participant of the um, CBYX vocational program. It's a exchange year run through the U.S. government and Germany's government. And I was living first in Baden-Württemberg, and now I am currently living in Hamburg.
0: Very cool. And so where are you from in the States? I'm from, I'm just outside of Chicago,
1: a town called Woodstock. I don't, most people only know the Woodstock from New York and it's not that one. It's the one, (laughs) (laughs) it's the one in Illinois, like right by the Wisconsin border.
0: Is CBYX at all tied to like Illinois or Chicago or like can anyone do it? Anyone can do it. So
1: um, it's there's three different types of programs that has or that falls under the CBYX name. And um, there's the high school program, which only accepts maybe junior and senior year. And then there's my program, which is like the middle program where it's someone who has just finished high school but has not yet started studying. And then there's the Young Professionals Program, which could be someone in their junior or senior year of college or just graduated college. And so with our program, we take in 25 students as compared to the other programs where they take 75 to, like,
0: 150.
1: Ooh. Yeah, so our program is very um, tight-knit. We have people from Minnesota, California, Florida, Oklahoma, New York, wow. from all over.
0: And, yeah. um for all of you guys, this is like a gap year kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's
1: like our year off, so to say. So all of us are planning on studying in the fall and then maybe doing like another exchange within college and stuff like that. But this is definitely that year in between that time.
0: Yeah. And how did you – okay, well, two questions. One, what does CBYX actually stand for? Do you know?
1: Yeah. Um, Congress Bundestag Youth Exchange – Oh, yeah. Okay. So, exactly, because it works through the two different um, government bodies, systems. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, yeah,
1: bodies of Congress, then for the US, and Bundestag, then for Germany.
0: Okay. And, um, so, then my second question was going to be how did you find out about this then? Because this is cool and comprehensive. <laughs> yeah,
1: super, super special, especially with our specific program. Due to the fact that it only takes on 25 people, I I don't know. It was kind of just like a, I ended up at the right place at the right time. Because um, my high school has had two to three people go in the last five years, I think. Wow. Um. Yeah. And then my German teacher has also... We have a partner school in Garmisch Pattenkirchen, which is in Bavaria, way south, like like. Right on the Austrian border, and so he's been traveling back and forth for many years with the high school program. And I'm pretty sure that over the years he kind of got to get to know the different exchange programs with students being interested. Um, And since then, at least from what he says, I don't know. Our school has has gotten kind of a good rap due to the fact that we've had so many people apply. And so therefore, from my freshman year on, because I knew I was like, I want to speak German. I want to learn this fluently. I want to have a host student and this and that, that the more I talked to other people who had done this program, the more I was like, okay, I'm going to try for it. I'm going to see if I can get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what was that like? Like, how do you try for it? Because it sounds pretty exclusive. I mean, 25 out of whoever knows how many applicants.
1: Yeah, totally. Especially I found out a few months after I was in Germany and we all like were here and stuff that I was the only one from Illinois that got in that was, like, out of, I don't know, 200 applicants or something like that. And that's that goes for, like, everyone who applies in the different states. I am only 19 and have only worked, like, baseline, like, minimum wage paying jobs. Yeah. Therefore, it was the most intense interview I have ever done. <laughs> I believe it. Was it in German? Um, part of it was in German. The last little bit, they had me speak, like, I don't know, five to ten minutes of German just to kind of get a sense of what, where I was at. Um, but if, as far as, like, applying, you had to, like, fill out this entire application, plus then write two different essays, and then you either made it into the semi-finalist or not, and then after the sem- fi- semifinalist, then you had to go to an in-person interview where. Then you met, like, she's, like, the head director on the U.S. side for the program. Okay. You meet her and have an interview, and that's, like, super amazing and cool, especially because everyone who's involved in this program are just really, really great people. But as a, at the same time, for me doing that for my first time, I was like, okay, I'll <laughs> you, off the palms before I go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I had so many butterflies going in. But then once I was there, I mean, everyone wants you to succeed and, like, have this opportunity. No matter who you are, so you sit down and you kind of get that from the people who are interviewing you. And like, okay, I can do
0: this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. And is this person? She's American.
1: She's American, correct.
0: So, how does like the the like the Congress part get involved? Like, are any like are any of these people involved in politics, or is it just like funded by them? Um, it's
1: mostly due to the funding, I guess. Um, That's a pretty big part of it. So, for example, our flights are paid for coming over. And then um, when we're in Bonn, so we start off in Bonn. This is kind of how our year is broken up. We came to Germany in July. And from July and August, we were staying in Bonn. And we started doing intensive language courses because this program also accepts people who have never taken German before. So these two months are very important for those people to just kind of get a good solid baseline of German, um, and then for us, who had already had a little bit of previous German, to then I guess become more conversational and stuff like that, right. and get ready. Okay. And like we wrote, we wrote our resumes in German and stuff like that. So. Oh wow. And then then we move to our permanent host families and then we do another two months but in a German high school to try and make like friend contacts and understand what the school system is like in Germany. And then after that, then we start with our different internships because it's it's the vocational program. Therefore we switch around at least every three months to do different types of internships depending on what your interests are to kind of get a sense of like okay maybe this is what I want to do in the future maybe not maybe I just wanted to know what it was like compared to what it is in the U.S. and so the school was paid for and then like our transportation if we're in Bonn or at our host families or to school and whatnot that's all paid for if you need certain clothes in the internship those are also then funded by the program but then we're also we're told and we even went through a little bit of training <laughs> before we came because we did two days in washington dc where we met everyone for the first time which is huh. so amazing and exciting um we actually are told like you guys are going to germany as american ambassadors and so we had to kind of go through a little bit of training of what that's like and how you have to represent yourself and the questions that you might get. And then we are also given at the end of the year a representative from the German side. We're also given representatives from the U.S. side, but because we're not there, we don't end up meeting them. But for example, my representative from Illinois sent me a letter and was like, oh, we're super happy that you got this opportunity. It's going to be one of the greatest opportunities of your life. Just know we're super proud, just something small and really nice. And then, for example, because I'm living in Hamburg now, I recently just got assigned to a representative here from the Green Party. You're supposed to reach out to them and just say, like, hi, this is who I am. I'm here on this program. Thank you so much for your support and whatnot. And then at the end of the year, we have a final seminar in Berlin, where hopefully, if the representatives have time, they can come meet us all in Berlin and we meet up and kind of get to be like hi this is who I am put a face to the name
0: that's really neat and so then the governmental aspect is full funding for basically everything you need right yeah except for
1: I mean I guess this is also another reason why this program is very unique is that um, our host families are not paid oh sure you can definitely give them something as like a gift like for example I don't know, grocery money, or of course, if you go on vacation with them, you would pay your own ticket and stuff like that. But overall, you as the person on this program, and the program itself does not pay the family, but all the families do it. So for free. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's also another reason because you find people who are just so amazing, who are just willing to like, do this, opportunity also just to know what it's like to host someone from another country. And I think it's really amusing because then they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it really just for the experience. I am surprised sometimes that they're able to find so many families every year just due to the fact that not everyone is going to just say, hey, yeah, let's
0: get an exchange student. This year. And it's for a while too, if I understand correctly. So typically people would If you're in Bonn for two months and then the rest of the year is mostly at the family, I mean, that's take out a couple weeks here and there for any like trips or seminars. But that's what, nine months of hosting someone. You know, whenever I hear of exchange students in the States, they're typically there for a week, maybe two weeks. Right. So that's, that's a lot.
1: (laughs) I know. I have to give so many
0: props to the families, really. And so did you... When you got your acceptance, did you also then get the name or info about your your host family? I did.
1: It took us a little, a little while. Some people got theirs right away. Some people had to wait a little bit.
0: So were you able to communicate with yours before you moved over here? Cause I, I mean, I think back to like moving in at college where you always, you find out your roommate and that's a big day and then you talk to them and then life seems less scary. You like coordinate who's going to buy what at Target, you know, yeah. and that's, <laughs> that's how you feel more comfortable with this like weird situation where you're moving in with a stranger. So did you get to have that with your host family? Yes. Luckily,
1: I was able to get my my contact information early enough that I emailed them and was like, "Do you guys want to Skype and maybe figure out? Yeah, if they like maybe want me to bring something from the U. S. or just getting a little bit of a better sense of who they are." Was super excited at the time. It was just like, "Yeah, this is. I was, can't wait."
0: Do yeah. most people stay with their people, their family? Their first family? (laughs) Yeah. So how how many are there supposed to be? (laughs)
1: Technically two because we have one in Bonn and then we have like the one for the nine, ten months. This year has been pretty crazy on the family aspect. It's, (laughs) I would say over half the group has switched. Wow. Which is not, it's common to do a lot of switching, but I think this year a little bit extreme. But no one has gone home, and supposedly there was this statistic we heard while we were in bond that, like, every three years, it's kind of been a pattern that someone goes home. So we might be that br- pattern-breaking year.
0: Wow. You changed families, yeah?
1: I did. <laughs> How
0: was that? <laughs> Do you want to tell us about <laughs> How did you know you need it too? How was it finding new people? How is it with the new people?
1: Yeah, so I, I came to Germany very excited to come to this family. I, I knew I was going to be in the area of Freiburg. I knew I was going to be in Baden-Württemberg, a state of Germany I've never visited before. But had a little bit of research and had heard like, oh, it's the sunniest state in Germany, the, the Schwarzwald or the Black Forest is super amazing and beautiful and stuff like that, and Freiburg is a super cute city. And I was like, yeah, this is super exciting. And everything was totally fine for, like, the first – I well, I realized this in Bond that it takes a good amount of time to kind of get comfortable and get things rolling with your family. And by the time I left, things were going really well with that one family. And so I knew, okay, it's just going to take time. So those first two and a half months it was kind of okay, this is different, this is kind of rough because I had moved to a Dorf, which is like a village. Villages in Germany are half the size of villages in the US. They are they're so small. It'sy bitsy,
0: yeah. <laughs> but they're still more consolidated, which throws me off. Because if you go to like a village, quote unquote, in the states, it's pretty spread out. That probably means you're in the countryside. Everyone has however many acres, and here that's not the case. You still have apartment living. You still have no backyard space. It's still close together, but there's only five families. <laughs> okay, yeah. five's an exaggeration, but I mean the population of dwarfs can be a thousand. I visited
1: a fa- uh, a a dwarf. When we were traveling in the Eiffel area, that had 80 people living <gasps> in it.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, I mean, that was one of the smallest do- dogs I've been in. <laughs> That's
0: terrifying to me, <laughs> but great. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but exactly, to,
1: exactly for what you just said, that for me, I didn't really understand that coming to Germany, I thought it was going to be kind of similar, spread out. It's Germany, good bus and train connections, et cetera. And that's definitely not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially I came out of a city that had 25,000 people living in. And for me, that felt small. And then I moved to a small village that had 2,000 people maybe. Wow. It did feel just kind of like a little bubble gets put over you. And, you know, I'm not trying to say speak against it there's people who love living in such small areas who know like exactly where the supermarket is and who's living next door and when this is happening but for me i'm now living in hamburg realizing that i'm much more of a city person and that it's nice just knowing that i can go out and do something on my own or i can go out and catch a bus in five to ten minutes it was just a totally different life and I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through it. I really tried to push through and I really tried to a- accumulate. Accumulate? No, assimilate.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's the word I want. <laughs> you, You've been away from English long enough. Get worse at your own language. Yeah. Anyway, so you uh, tried to assimilate to the dwarf life as a young, excited 19-year-old coming abroad and trying to have an exciting experience which yeah, yeah no small feat
1: when I fully assimilated to this family we got along super well I felt comfortable I could understand or I could get into like the flow of the life there and whatnot but I didn't really realize how unhappy I was until I took a like a week-long vacation and it got out of it and you have to then decide yourself okay Are you willing to assimilate to the point where you're just going to make other people happy when you know yourself inside you're not? Or you can do something about it and understand that it's going to be a really hard, rough path forward, but in the end, it's going to be a good decision. Mm -hmm. And that took me a long time to really figure out. Over this week-long vacation... I ended up getting this crazy, awesome, amazing internship opportunity in Hamburg.
0: (laughs) I see where the story is going. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
1: Which is is the main reason why I moved to Hamburg. I have to say that that is definitely number one. But I kind of saw this as an opportunity of like, okay, well, one, you have this amazing opportunity, this probably once-in-a-lifetime internship opportunity sitting at your fingertips and two, you're in a place where you're able to make your family happy, but you yourself is not happy. So see what you can do.
0: Yeah. What was the internship? It was a,
1: or it is, I'm still working in it. Um, it's a physical therapy internship where I'm working in something called a Fort Bills Institute, which is the best way to translate that is like a place for further education. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of. It's kind of like vocational schooling, but it would be like after you graduate from sort of some sort of vocational school to then do a little bit of extra training in a certain area. Okay. So for example, everyone there are already physical therapists or doctors and then they go and take certain classes, so for example, maybe taping or maybe a certain type of technique or
0: almost like professional so, development type thing.
1: Yeah. Um, And so there I am able to sit in different classes and actually learn about different techniques and through these courses actually a little bit with like anatomy and therapy itself because I have not taken any anatomy classes. I have not had any other training. So it has definitely been a very interesting and challenging time to just kind of keep up with the, the vocabulary and then just the idea of what this is in general. Uh, and then the other half of the time, I'm actually in a practice where I get to watch real physical therapists handle patients and understand how that process goes through. And having, and with luckily, because I'm doing this internship over a three month span time, I get to see these patients over multiple appointments and to see like how they change over time and how that, that whole process of therapy actually works. And it's been super amazing, it's super fascinating and just really a good way for me to see like, okay, this this is exactly what I wanna do maybe in this area, this da 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 da, um, yeah, it's been super nice.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, that was my sister. That's okay. <laughs> whoa He <laughs> just got ice cream <laughs> that's so nice
1: my host dad's best friend as for his job he sells ice cream out of like an ice cream truck and they call him ice bear which literally means like the ice cream bear
0: oh my god
1: and yeah sometimes he'll come by and like give us chocolate. Give us at the end of the
0: day. <laughs> so if my follow-up question was about to me do you think you made the right choice in leaving the village life for the big town life where you have this amazing internship i feel like being hand-delivered free chocolate on the regular answers my question <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i agree from the oh, ice there. So like what
1: <laughs> and it's so funny too he's like the short super like buff dude He's a with bear. a scruffy beard kind of this long curly black hair and yeah I would never expect him to sell the ice cream out of a truck but he does and he makes it all himself
0: Wow, and
1: it's so hilarious it's such a I don't know it's so surreal but I love it <laughs> that's
0: so good and so this is also like this hasn't just been like a gap year where you're just like fooling around having fun like you're getting way more fluid in the language and you also kind of figured out what you want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say as nice as it would be to just take a year off and travel and whatnot, it's been really nice to have something to do and responsibilities and whatnot because there was definitely a time. And I would say this is kind of a little bit of a an advice thing I would give to someone else they are looking to maybe do a year abroad that everything at the beginning is so exciting and fun and amazing and you're just like this is going to be my entire year this is so great and then you get into the host family you find your way of life and you start doing things the same every day you get a routine and then things get boring and then you realize things aren't as fun and new and exciting and then you start to miss home a little bit yeah (laughs) and i would say that definitely leads a little leads a little bit to that homesickness aspect the idea of having an internship and being able to really figure out, okay, like this is, this isn't just this year sort of thing. This is going to actually impact possibly the rest of my life. If it's the way you want to use it. Otherwise just getting like a really amazing experience and being able to like make great stories and whatnot to tell later. It's just, that has at least been a part for me that I'm really happy about. I think if I were just traveling around right now, I think an adult aspect of me being like, shoot, I'm on my own, <laughs> would actually freak me out a little bit after a while, honestly. It's yeah. nice to have like, okay, you're good. <laughs>
0: right. And I think too, I mean, so many people in America go into college immediately because that's what you're capital S supposed to do, right? And then you get two and a half, three years in, you're a little bit into your major and you realize you hate it. And then you go back and choose another major and then you graduate in five or six years and you have a ridiculous amount of debt that follows you the rest of your life. I mean, it's, this is such a typical story in America and a lot of it is because people haven't been given the chance to, to find out what they want on a reasonable time span. Like in America, you have to figure it out while you're in classes, paying multiple grand per year for the honor of realizing that you don't want to be a psychology major, right? Like it's. It's a pretty tough process for, um, for growing up and figuring your life out. And- Completely. And I, I really wish that wasn't the case. For me, I definitely felt that pressure of
1: having to go to college right away at the end of my high school career. And I was a little bit nervous just because I knew I'm going to come back and everyone's going to have at least a year of college under their belt. And I will have to wait a year you know, to, to like, catch up with them, so to say, right. and, but to be honest, I'm just super happy exactly for that fact that, like, okay, I'm realizing, all right, this is the, this is the direction I want to go, and I'm also just able to have a more worldly aspect of, sure, this is only a year; that's actually not that much time when you put in the grand scheme of things, but then you can go off to college, okay, well, there's more state abroad opportunities, or there's totally, there's so many different types of cultures coming into a school and living around you and just yeah, I think your your mind is just a little bit more open than going into real, real adulthood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is overrated anyway. And then <laughs> another thing I wanted to ask is I know with CBYX, you're not allowed to visit America for that whole year. And you're also, if I understand correctly, not supposed to have visitors from the States. Correct. So how has no, that actually, been? Well, I have to say, it's not a
1: rule. It's just a high... Suggestion okay <laughs> <laughs> that your family members don't come and visit you early, but both both my dad and mom came. My dad came at the very beginning. I was only like a month and a half into bonds. It was super interesting because I had just found this new independence, and for him I'm back was like wait 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 hold on a second like this is great that you're here. I really missed you, but it's also like I just got this independence. Please don't take that away. Like, which but also, never, go. <laughs> yeah. And then when my mom came over, she came over here actually like a month ago. And that was the first time I saw her in nine months. Wow. That's the longest I have ever gone without seeing my mom, which is super crazy. And I, but I also knew because she is sort of often in Europe. And so there were a few times that she said, oh, I'm pretty close. Like I could, could come visit you and whatnot but i knew i was like was exactly what the program told me like if if your parents come too soon you might get really homesick and then the year's just going to drag on that was i think that was even harder for me to have to tell her i know you're so close but i really can't see you at the moment sort oh, of thing that's because tough. it's really tough like how like why should you ever have to say that to your parents but at the same time i'm really happy i did because when i saw her a month ago, I was already, I mean, I was over halfway through, I was in a really good place, I was just doing really well on this internship and living in Hamburg and whatnot that I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, this is fine. When you go again after a weekend, I know I'm going to just go back to that same amazing life in Hamburg.
0: That, I didn't even think of it before you said that, but that's totally true. It can It can pull you out. It can make your adjustment so much harder. I moved over here in August. I went home for Christmas for like two weeks. And then I just went home again in March for about a week and a half. And it was, mm-hmm. honestly, it was a mistake. I mean, I went for a wedding. And so, of course, I was going to go no matter what. But um, yeah. but in terms of like my cultural adjustment, I can honestly say that that wasn't a good idea because it had been, it, I, I hadn't been away long enough to really miss home. And I had really gotten into my groove here. And then to have that ripped out go back I've oh, had a sorry. way harder time adjusting you know it was easier to adjust when I first moved here <laughs> than it has been to adjust um in the last couple weeks and it's it's not like my my parents totally
1: understood that's good they they totally got it but of course as the the daughter it's like
0: oh no I <laughs> didn't have to do that but yeah but what a good life skill too I mean those those things I, you don't even think about when they're happening that are part of adulthood is like learning how to manage your family when you're not a family that lives together and how to maintain these relationships and like your sense of home, your sense of self. Yeah. It's a crash course in it, but it's <laughs> skills totally. worth and having.
1: I have to really give props to my parents too for, I'm sure on their side, that was not easy at all either. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they just have given me so, so much room to grow as a person and to exactly find those skills to how to manage the relationships because exactly, this is, this has been this transitioning time where I'm going off to college and I'm starting to build a new life and then work my way into completely living on my own. And I'm going to have to do that exactly the same. And especially because my parents are also divorced. So it's ha- having to be like, okay, sorry, mom. Normally I'm with you this time on Christmas, but this year maybe I'll be with my dad or dad, I'm not going to be with you on Thanksgiving. I'm actually going to be with like friends. Stuff like that, it's, like, a good
0: skill for sure to yeah. start to practice. hmm Who would you recommend do CBYX, like, or to do, an, to do any exchange in general? If
1: you're someone who is graduating high school and you're not really sure what you want to do, I would definitely say this is a great use to try and figure that out. But at the same time, someone who is fairly open-minded and is willing to cope in many different situations has a fairly good sense of self i wouldn't say you need to like know yourself 100 percent because i mean this is also what that year is for to find out more about yourself uh but there's definitely exactly there's going to be situations that are really hard to make and that you have to come to and as long as you stay true to yourself in this year that you'll be completely fine
0: Good. Okay. So we're going to round the corner to the last piece of the podcast. And that is the zack 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 round. Okay. I am going to ask you three questions. It is a rapid round. Don't think, don't be too afraid. The questions aren't that hard. Are you ready? Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. What is your favorite place that you've visited in Germany so far? Hamburg. I really, really love it here. I tell myself, if I were to come back and live here for a while, it would definitely be Hamburg. Okay, question number two. What is your go-to comfort food here? Bread and any type of bakery item. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking the ice me- ice bear man, <laughs> his ice cream. No, bread. <laughs> it really is. It's oh, It's so good. Oprah Anything. would also approve that message. And <laughs> question number three. What did you miss most about your Easter basket this year? your american easter basket oh peeps that's all I, what i think of when i think of my
1: easter basket is
0: peeps fair Okay, thank you. Those were awesome, Zach, Zach, Zacks. You did good. <laughs> yeah. It was very cool. um, <laughs> Chanel, very fast. Um, all right, exactly. awesome. Thank you so very much for telling us all about your year here. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. I seriously like can check this off my bucket list
0: of being on a pe- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just another thing that you've done on your year abroad that's going to make my yeah, friends exactly. at home jealous. <laughs> well, enjoy the last <laughs> couple months in Hamburg. One more thing before we wrap up, as I promised at the beginning, we have a quick update from Izzy, who has been back in the US for about two months now, I believe, and here's how it's going for her.
1: When I got back, I had like a lot of culture shock, simple things as if like the mailboxes were blue instead of yellow and free water getting served at lunch or dinner. (laughs) And then also just like the nationalism about having um, the American flag everywhere and just the saying God bless America and stuff, it was just very overwhelming considering Germany doesn't have that and also in this current political state, it was for me very like, okay, I gotta wait for that for a while and now I'm back and it's just like
0: right in my face. (laughs) And there it is. Thank you again to Izzy for coming on the show. It was so, so wonderful talking to you. I feel so lucky that I got to know you and I'm glad you did this exchange so that we could cross paths. I wish you nothing but the best at college in just a couple of weeks. I know Izzy is super excited about that. I'm sure you're going to rock it. Thank you, as always, to Gordon Eisenach, my partner in podcasting and in life. Thank you to Amy Lungy Art for the logo. And thank you to Side Hug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side. You can find us on Instagram, too, at The podcast as well as on Facebook and on Twitter. Find us wherever you are. Go ahead and hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Go ahead and give us a rating, a review. Let us know what your experience has been like with managing family relationships while abroad, because that is such a tough topic. And I think we're going to have to circle back to that at some point. There's just so much to talk about. Next week on the show, we're going to talk about assimilation versus self-identity. So how do you assimilate to a culture without totally giving up who you are? Find out next week on the Cast. Until then...